0: Hey guys, welcome along to this new episode of Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart, and we're getting into A Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake. Now, I don't think that there's much middle ground for this movie at all. You're either going to love it or hate it, depending on where you stand at with the the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Um, We've got a new Freddy in this movie. Uh recasted very much a darker version of freddy this time he's played by jackie earl haley and uh yes it's uh i don't know i I literally watched the film this morning again just in the preparation of recording this podcast and you know it's a it's a faithful enough remake uh coming off the back of the original movie Uh, as I say very much a darker version of Freddy Krueger in this one but uh, I don't know Uh, just for me um, the rewatchability factor of this movie isn't high so I would be curious to hear what you guys have to say about the movie as well Uh, Jackie Earl Haley Kyle Colner uh, Rooney Mara Kitty Cassidy Thomas Dacker and Céline Lutz ...starred in this movie... Uh, ...produced by Michael Bay... ...and uh, Platinum Dunes... Dunes. <laughs> uh ...of course it's a remake of the 84 film... ...of the same name... ...Nightmare on Elm Street... Uh, ...it's set in a... Uh, ...a fictitious town in Ohio... ...and centres around a group of teenagers... ...living... Uh, ...on one street... ...of course Elm Street... ...and they're stalked... ...and murdered in their dreams by... Freddy Krueger. Um, the teenagers discover they all share the common link from their childhood that makes them targets for Freddy. There's a few differences in this movie. Like uh, the, the kids in this one. Uh, you know, we find out eventually that they were all in a, a kindergarten as kids, and Freddy Krueger was like the, the gardener there, and he... Uh, Molested the children. That's the big, big difference in Freddy in this movie. Um, just going to what I'm picking up online here, I'm just looking up some of the uh, s- stories and whatnot and records of this movie. Um, they. g, where are we at in my notes? Um, they decided to remove the one. Line quipping Freddy uh, out of the original movies, who had become less scary and more comical over the years. So, that's that's fair to say, became uh, a bit of a, a celebrity through these movies towards the end. And whenever they did the the last movie, where it was uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare, they actually played into that in a big way. of Freddy being the celebrity, and you know, it was crossed between. Uh, real life and the movie world and whatnot, and we had that sequence in there where uh, the original Nancy has been interviewed on a talk show, and Robert England pops out dressed as Freddy Krueger, and he's dancing for the the crowds and and the audience, and you know taking the applause of being the the celebrity. So, uh, yes, they took that sort of version of Freddy Krueger out of this movie and brought it back to more of a darker nature and they developed the the character to be a child molester and that was something that Wes Craven wanted to do originally in the 1984 film but changed him to a child killer instead and uh, the, the appearance of Freddy is a lot different in this movie and uh, uses a lot of computer generated uh, imagery to make him closer to a born victim Um, yes uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street Uh, this one here was filmed in Illinois Uh, Crevin expressed his displeasure when he was not consulted on the project but Robert England who played Freddie in the previous 8 movies he voiced his support of the remake and the casting of Haley. In the role of Freddy. But. Again. As I say. I don't think there's any real. Middle ground in this movie. You're either going to love it. Or absolutely hate it. Uh I. Well. Maybe there is a little bit of middle ground there. I don't hate this movie. But. The, as I say. The rewatchability factor of it. Isn't there for me. At all. Like I think. Today's viewing of this movie. Is probably. Maybe the third time. That I've seen this movie. But the. The original. Nightmare on Elm Street movies, like I've seen them countless times, but uh, you know the story of this movie is fairly close to the original. Uh, at the beginning of it, there's the the Springwood diner, there's uh Dean Russell in there, and he falls asleep at the table, gets killed by Freddy, and and uh, the dream, Freddy forces his hand up and cuts his throat, but in reality. Dean's cutting his own throat. Um, But at his funeral, uh, he's there to see uh, a friend to talk about what he's going through and these dreams and whatnot. But, you know, he dies very swiftly into the movie and at his funeral, um, Chris uh, sees a photograph of her and and as children but cannot recall knowing Dean before high school. And she begins to have nightmares about the burnt man. And... She refuses to go to sleep... For fear that she will die like Dean... Uh... Jesse... Braun... Chris's ex-boyfriend... Shows up to keep her company... While she sleeps... But she's killed... In the dream... And uh... That is very similar... To... The original movie... And the... The fact that she dies... And... The... The boyfriend gets the blame... For murder... And uh... Yes... Uh, gets arrested and whatnot, similar to the original movie. Uh, Turns out that Nancy's been having nightmares about the same man. Uh, Jesse, he is arrested on suspicion of murdering Chris and is killed by Kruger when he falls asleep in the jail cell. As his friends die, or as her friends die, I should say, Nancy questions everyone's connection to each other given that none of them can remember each other before their teenage years. Nancy and her friend, Quentin Smith, discover that they attended the same preschool. Nancy's mother, Gwen, she reluctantly tells Nancy and Quentin about Kruger, uh, the preschooler's groundskeeper, who was accused of molesting the children, including Nancy. Gwen explains that Nancy was his favourite and that she came home one day and told her mother about the things Kruger did to her. In a secret location, the uh, uh, yes, um, again, you know, it's, it's, it's one of these things. If you you, you enjoy Freddy Krueger, the original one, and um, that kind of wise, cracking uh, version of him from the older movies, like you're going to, to test this version of Freddy Krueger in this movie. He is a nasty, nasty piece of work, um. Gwen alerted the other parents, including Quentin's father, Alan. But uh, she tells the teenagers that Kruger escaped before he was arrested. But refusing to believe her mother's story, Nancy attempts to track down the remaining kids from the school, the preschool, but discovers that all of them have been killed in some way or form. She's in a, the library, on the net, searching people's names and finding all these reports of everybody getting killed. And uh, following Jesse's death, only she and Quentin are left. Uh, Meanwhile, Quentin falls asleep during his swim practice and sees a flashback to his parents, led by Alan tracking down Kruger and burning him alive. That was, I don't know, it was a weird sequence in this movie. I kind of felt that, you know, whenever he fell asleep at this particular point in the movie that used that opportunity to not have Freddie come after him, but to give him a vision of what happened, Freddy It kind of felt a little bit off to me. Um, as a result of their in- insomnia, Nancy and Quentin have uh, sporadic micro-sleeps and become... Uh, uh, hypnagogic, uh, that's a big big word for this time of night. Um basically they, they wind up at the, that level of uh sleep deprived of sleep so much that they're actually having uh hallucinations and um, you know, they're they're kinda of dreaming at times whenever they're they're awake. Um it's uh, there, there there is some genuinely you know Really good sequences in this movie where you know the the Nightmare in Elm Street franchise was always very good at you know blurring the line between reality and the dream world, and at times you didn't know someone had fallen asleep until Freddy popped up. And this movie they're fairly good at doing that too, but they, they get it down to a T of skipping between what's happening in the dream world and what's happening in reality some really good sequences there um, to try and stop Kruger they decide to go to the preschool and learn what they can and you know th- there is a, a small amount of time in the movie where these two kids is like you know uh, they're kind of thinking as Freddy the the nightmare evil person that uh, they've been led to believe that he is, or was he killed? You know, the the parents kill an innocent man, essentially? So there's that question hanging over their heads for a part of the movie that Freddie is still after them to kill them. <coughs> but they're, they're kind of questioning what happened to Freddie, and, you know, what his motivations are for trying to kill the kids. And... uh Yes, but whenever they do get to the the school, uh, well, on the way to the school, she, Nancy's attacked by Kruger, uh, during which uh, she pulls a piece of Freddy's sweater out of the dream, which again is uh, you know, coming from the original movie as well. That was a big part of it, or Nancy and the original movie pulled... She came out of the dream and brought Freddy's hat with her. Um... Quentin takes Nancy to the hospital. She's got these gashes on her upper arm from Freddy's glove. Uh, He steals some adrenaline to help him stay awake. Uh, Nancy and Quentin eventually make it to the preschool and uncover Kruger's hidden room to find proof of his crimes. And they realise that Kruger... Now a vengeful ghost wants revenge on them for disclosing his abuse That's why he's coming after them in this version of A Nightmare on Elm Street Uh, They outed him and he got killed for it And he's coming back to take his revenge on these kids Nancy decides to go to sleep and try and pull Kruger out of the dream world And kill him in the real world Again, very much like the original movie Quentin tries to stay asleep Try to stay asleep he tries to stay awake long enough to pull Nancy out of her dream when she grabs Kruger, but he falls asleep and he's attacked by Kruger as well. Uh, and the, the dream world, Kruger goes after Nancy and explains that he deliberately left her for the last so that she would become comatose. And uh, he's going to try and keep her in the dream world for as long as possible before killing her. Um, Quentin wakes up. ...and uh, he uses the adrenaline to wake Nancy... Uh, ...who then pulls Krueger into reality... Uh, ...they've got their fight at the end of the movie... ...and uh, Nancy uses a broken... Uh, ...paper cutter blade to kill Freddy... ...before she torches the room with Freddy's body inside... ...and, uh, you know, th- that's fairly disturbing... ...whenever they discover the, the reality... ...of what Freddy Krueger was and what he did to these kids... Whenever they were five or six years old at this uh preschool, there's these uh they find these Polaroid photographs of Nancy as a child. You don't actually as a viewer get to see them, but uh it's fairly well acted, and you see the the devastation on her face whenever she realizes that this guy did some nasty, nasty stuff to her as a child um yes. And again, this is a, a version of Freddy Krueger that... You, I can remember whenever this movie came out, a few of my friends really hating it because they, Freddy Krueger was now not just a, a child killer, but he was uh, a paedophile. You know, it was just... Uh, it was a, a line that a lot of people didn't like them crossing with this character, but... It is what it is, and as I say, in some of the notes there, I found you know this is the sort of character that uh, Craven wanted to make Freddy back in the day. But I think he he went the other way, just because I don't know. Back in the early eighties, it might have been too much for audiences. I don't know, I don't know what the motivations were for the change in it. But uh, it is what it is, and we've got this version now, and. uh, we didn't hang out with this version. Only we went back to the original Freddy, and later movies. Um, at the end of the movie, Nancy and Quentin escape, and they're rescued by police officers and firefighters, who are unable to find Krueger's remains. That's very very swift. At the end of the movie, you hear a guy's voice in the background, one of the firefighters saying that there's no body, in the building. So uh, Freddy, though you think he's dead in the real world, his body. Vanished, so it's they were setting up for more movies basically. And you know, I can't recall any more movies being made after this remake, Uh, but uh, it did do well at the box office Uh, at the end of the movie. After Nancy and her mother returned home from the hospital, and this I have to say, this is an excellent. Excellent sequence from the movie. If you remember the end of it, after the original Nightmare on Elm Street 84, you had that sequence where the kids are all reunited at the end of the film, and they get into this car convertible, and then the roof goes up, and it's got the, the stripes of Freddy's jumper on it, and uh, the car drives off with the kids screaming, and then Nancy's mother is dragged through the small window on the door of the house and it was uh, a very (laughs) swift and easy cut between the real actress and a dummy getting trailed through this little hole so you know back then looking at it now fairly cheesy effect but at the end of this movie they do something similar whenever nancy and her mother return home from the hospital uh kruger suddenly appears in the mirror uh Nancy screams Kruger, breaks the mirror and stabs Nancy's mother through the back of the head and the blades come out through her eyes and whatnot. And then he drags her in to the mirror and the broken pieces of the mirror, you know, come back up into a fully restored mirror and it's just Nancy's image left there. So it's a very very swift little sequence to the end of the movie but insanely well done I thought to myself right that's probably the best part of the movie so at the end of the film of course they were were trying to set it up for to take the the movie somewhere else but as I say uh, this movie seemed to do very very well whenever it was made Uh, it had its world premiere in Hollywood on April 27th 2010 it was released out fia- f- theatrically in North America on April thirtieth, two thousand and ten. Uh the film received generally negative reviews from critics who criticised its writing, acting, and the film's lack of depth and epithetic characters. Uh now that's fair to say, you know as much as the the storyline in this movie is you know, it's it it goes to some dark places, and you you really really feel for these kids and what they would have went through, whenever they were small children, and they uh, this version of Freddy Krueger was molesting them. Whenever they were kids, they the acting in this movie. I it's... It's okay, but it's uh, in all fairness. There's quite a few of the characters in this movie that you just don't care about. You really don't. Uh, just um, a lot of the characters in the original film, like I really, really did, genuinely connect with, and throughout all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but in this movie, not so much. Uh despite all this criticism from, uh reviewers and critics. Uh, it was praised For uh, Bear's Direction and faithfulness to the 1984 film okay. uh, It grossed over 36 million At the domestic box office And over 117 million worldwide Which made it the highest grossing film In the franchise But uh, I think You know I can't say this for anything Solid or definite I think the reason it didn't go any further than this was because of that change to the, the character of Freddy Krueger, like you know the celebrity status, that Freddy Krueger had throughout the other movies, is. What the, the real appeal of those movies really were, and this darker, darker version of Freddy Krueger just don't think had it too close to home of the, the fans, in the long run. Like as I say, this is. It was actually ended up being the highest grossing movie in the in the series, but the, that would be the case anyway. You know, if you're going to reboot something as popular as A Nightmare on Elm Street, everybody's going to go and see it, just to see what sort of job people do with it. It doesn't mean the film's actually a good film. It just means that people were curious to see what it w- they were going to do with it. But... uh that's uh, that's the biggest downside to the the movie system currently, and the way it is, is that they, they're they always, um, depending on these opening weekend numbers and whatnot, the domestic box office and the worldwide box office on that first week, two week period, but as I say, people are going to go and check, people would have went to check us full out just to see if they screwed it up or, or not, so... You know, it's the long run than these things, whether it was going to work or not. So, uh yes, this film is all right. But, as I say, in, in my mind, I prefer the original Freddy over this new Freddy. And, uh yes, uh, of course we did get Freddy back and Freddy versus Jason. So, uh, it's all good. So, I'm just curious to see what you guys think let me know in the comments of this podcast if you're not following it yet please do that rate and review all that sort of good stuff shared along to anybody you think would be interested in checking out this show and that's going to do it for tonight so guys until the next episode stay safe and be good this has been a production of Coin's Age Media thank you so much for listening